What's up guys and welcome back to Wall Street Millennial. On this channel, we cover everything related to stocks and investing. Up until recently, Carvana was considered one of the most innovative technology companies in the world. They aim to revolutionize the used automobile dealership industry by allowing consumers to buy and sell cars completely online. They invested billions of dollars to build out their logistics infrastructure to do just that, including the construction of dozens of giant car vending machines all over the country. And the idea sounded compelling. With Carvana, you completely forego the hassle of negotiating with a salesman at a brick-and-mortar dealership. And because Carvana doesn't have the overhead costs of maintaining brick-and-mortar dealerships, they'll supposedly have a cost advantage allowing them to offer better prices to consumers. The stock market bought into the Carvana story and pumped up the share price more than threefold from the beginning of the pandemic to the peak in August of 2021. This gave the company a market capitalization in excess of $62 billion. However, since then it has lost 96% of its value. So what happened? Despite strong revenue growth during the pandemic, their net losses continued to explode. They lost $135 million in 2021. In 2022, things have gotten even worse as they reported a half billion dollar loss for the first six months of the year. The deteriorating financial condition of Carvana was compounded by their decision to acquire the automobile auction company Odessa for $2.2 billion in February of this year. Carvana didn't have $2.2 billion lying around, so they borrowed the money. This caused their balance of long-term debt to skyrocket to $6.6 .6 billion at the same time that their losses were expanding. With the share price down 96%, there are serious questions as to whether the company can avoid bankruptcy. In this video, we'll look at how Carvana grew to be a $60 billion Wall Street darling and how it all came crumbling down. This video was brought to you by Moomoo. Moomoo is a commission-free brokerage that provides the most comprehensive set of fundamental and technical analysis tools of any brokerage I've tried so far. For example, if we look at Tesla, we can see their short interest data. We can also see their price-to-earnings ratio, which is extremely high compared to their peer average. If we flip over to the Analysis tab, we can see a whole host of company data, including their vehicle deliveries by model, revenue and EPS numbers compared to the consensus expectations, and much more. This saves you a ton of time when doing fundamental research on any stock that you're considering investing in. While most data providers would charge you a monthly subscription for this level of data, Moomoo gives all of it to you in-app for free. If all that wasn't enough, for a limited time, they'll give you 6 free stocks when you open an account and deposit $100, or 15 free stocks if you deposit at least $2,000. So join myself and millions of other investors in the Moomoo community by clicking the link in the description below. And now back to the video. Carvana was founded in 2012 by Ernest Garcia III, with the venture being financed in part by his father, Ernest Garcia II. The family had a long history in the used car businesses, with Ernest Garcia II becoming a billionaire by founding the used car dealership chain DriveTime in Arizona. It's no secret that car dealerships, and especially used car dealerships, generally have a bad reputation. When you go to buy a used car, you have to negotiate with a salesperson, which can be a major pain point for many buyers. If you finance your automobile purchase, the terms of the financing can be quite complex, leaving unsophisticated buyers often signing up for unfavorable terms. Carvana's plan was to revolutionize the industry by creating the first ever e-commerce platform for automobiles. Instead of going to your local dealership, you can order a car through Carvana's website. They gained a lot of publicity in 2015 when they opened their first car vending machine. It's a giant multi-story structure carrying cars. Once you buy a car online, you can take an Uber to the vending machine and drive your car home. If you don't live near one of their vending machines, Carvana will send a truck with your car loaded onto it to your house. So for the first time ever, you could get a $3,000 car delivered right to your driveway just like an Amazon package. 
they have two methods of sourcing cars. Firstly, individuals can sell their used cars to the platform. Secondly, they purchase used cars in bulk from wholesalers who acquire them through traditional used car dealerships or car rental companies offloading their inventory. Once they acquire a used car, they send it to one of their inspection centers where it is tested for any mechanical defects, washed, photographed, and then listed onto their website. Since their founding, the company grew rapidly, with their total number of vehicles sold increasing to more than 100,000 units per quarter by 2021. The pandemic was a major boost to their growth, as people wanted to avoid the in-person interaction of traditional dealerships. The company IPO'd on the New York Stock Exchange in 2017 at an initial valuation of $2 billion. Due to the strong revenue growth and the general bubble in technology stocks, their market cap soared to a peak of $60 billion in 2021, making them one of the most valuable automobile dealerships in the world. However, despite the strong revenue growth, the company has never been able to make an annual profit to date. In fact, their net losses have exploded in 2022, having lost roughly half a billion dollars in the first six months of this year. So why is their revenue growth not translated into profitability? Carvana has two primary ways of making money. Just like any automobile dealership, they sell the cars for a markup over the price they acquired them for. But they also make a significant amount of money by providing financing to buyers. If you don't have enough money to buy a car outright, you can get it financed and pay for the car in monthly installments. They then resell these loans to institutional investors on Wall Street for a markup. They can then reinvest those sale proceeds to finance the next vehicle sale. This allows them to make significant financing income without needing to have huge amounts of cash on their balance sheet. As of the second quarter of 2022, more than half of their gross profit came from financing. About 40% comes from the markup that they charge to car buyers on their platform. The remainder comes from selling some of their excess inventory to wholesalers. Their reliance on financing to drive gross profit has increased substantially since the beginning of the pandemic. Financing made up 43% of their total gross profit in the first quarter of 2022. This number has grown to 55% in the most recent quarter. So why has this been the case? The primary reason is a decrease in availability of new cars thanks to the chip shortage and other supply chain issues. The unavailability of new cars caused a massive surge in demand for used cars. This had two big effects on Carvana. Firstly, it caused a massive increase in volume, with the number of vehicles sold more than doubling from 2019 to 2021. The second impact was an unprecedented increase in used car prices. Used car prices had been steadily declining over the past 10 years, but during the pandemic, they increased by more than 50%. At first, it's unclear why higher prices would benefit Carvana. They're able to sell their cars for higher prices, but at the same time, they have to pay higher prices to acquire the cars. So these effects should cancel out. The benefit from higher prices comes from the financing, not the sale price itself. Let's say there's a used car that would sell for $10,000 in 2019. Carvana lends $10,000 to the buyer and sells this loan to a bank. If the interest rate is 5% higher than the bank's own cost of capital, the bank will make $500 of net interest income per year. Let's say in 2021, the price of that used car has increased to $15,000. At the same net interest margin, a bank would make $750 per year in net interest income because the value of the loan is greater. The more expensive used cars are, the more valuable each loan is, and the more money Carvana can make by reselling those loans to the banks. And finally, pent-up demand and stimulus programs caused an economic boom in 2021, with record low unemployment. The strong financial condition of the average consumer made banks more willing to lend money, meaning more people could be approved for loans. 2021 provided Carvana with perhaps the best set of circumstances they could have possibly hoped for,
with the new car shortage allowing them to sell more cars and make more money on each car that they sold. And we can see this in the numbers. Their gross profit per car sold increased to a record high of about $4,500 in 2021. However, despite these favorable economic conditions, they still managed to lose money. Their selling and general administrative expense was about $4,800 per car sold. As it turns out, running an online car dealership is expensive. To process the high volume of cars, they had to open up 17 large inspection centers across the country. This incurs a significant expense in terms of paying the employees on the ground, as well as customer service people to deal with the customer issues and office workers to manage all these operations from the central office. Additionally, Carvana spent heavily on commercials, with over $400 million in advertising in 2021 alone. In 2022, the prices of used cars started to decrease slightly, and higher interest rates decreased the ability of people to take on loans. This caused a decrease in their gross profit per vehicle sold, and their net losses exploded. But even as late as February of 2022, Carvana's top executives didn't realize how bad the situation was getting. They announced a $2.2 billion deal to acquire the used car wholesaling business Odessa. On the surface, this looked like a good deal. By acquiring Odessa, they would have access to huge numbers of used cars that Odessa acquires from traditional dealerships and rental companies. This new source of supply will allow them to hypercharge their growth even further. The problem is, they didn't have $2.2 billion of cash, so they had to fund the acquisition with debt. This pushed their total debt load up to $6.6 .6 billion, greatly increasing their interest expense at a time when their losses were expanding. Less than three months after announcing the Odessa deal, Carvana's executive team finally realized how bad the situation was getting. If they wanted to avoid bankruptcy, they would have to cut costs quickly. So they laid off 2,500 employees, representing 12% of their total workforce, with many of them being notified over a Zoom call. Will these cost-cutting measures be enough to save the company? In the second quarter of 2022, they made about $3,400 of gross profit per vehicle sold. Their SG&A costs increased substantially to $6,100 per vehicle sold. However, this includes a lot of one-time integration expenses related to their Odessa acquisition. We can expect their general administration costs to decrease over the next few quarters. When you lay off 2,500 workers, your costs will decrease just by virtue of not needing to pay as many salaries. However, it's not as simple as that. There's a reason that they hired these people in the first place. Selling 100,000 cars per quarter is a very complex operation that requires a lot of people to manage. This is especially true in the automotive industry, where significant amounts of paperwork are required to transfer the car titles and sort out the financing contracts. In fact, Carvana has run into multiple legal challenges in the past relating to their administrative incompetence. In May of this year, the state of Illinois suspended their license to operate in the state due to a failure to provide vehicle licenses to customers within the 20-day period required by state law. They also illegally gave customers temporary vehicle registrations from other states, which resulted in some of them receiving traffic tickets. A few weeks later, Illinois revoked the ban after Carvana agreed to clean up its act. But in July, they banned Carvana again as they continued to violate Illinois regulations. They have faced similar problems in North Carolina, Florida, and Michigan. In fact, Illinois viewed Carvana's actions as so egregious that they filed criminal charges against Paul Breaux, one of Carvana's top executives. The fact that Carvana is having so much trouble doing something so basic as providing buyers with their vehicle titles in a timely manner means that, if anything, they don't have enough employees. Now that they've had to lay off 12% of their workforce, they'll be even less able to deal with these types of issues going forward. The other reason that Carvana has been losing so much money is its high advertising expense. 
Over the past few years, they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars annually on ads. It is normal for companies to spend heavily on advertising to gain customer awareness, especially in their early years when they're not yet well known. Now that Carvana is already a well-established company, it stands to reason they can cut back on this line item. However, this may not be the case. The average American family buys an automobile once every six years. Even if someone enjoys the experience of shopping on Carvana, they're not going to come back for another car for many years. Because of this, they have to continuously spend on advertising to bring on more new customers. Carvana claims that their online-only business model allows them to offer better prices to consumers, so eventually they'll gain customer mindshare through word of mouth. However, an investigation by Forbes from August of this year finds that cars on Carvana are more expensive than similar used cars sold at traditional franchise dealerships 72% of the time, and they're more expensive than similar cars sold at independent dealerships 74% of the time. Even with charging higher prices to consumers, they still manage to lose money. Carvana may very well be a structurally unprofitable company. They have never once reported an annual profit and have fueled their losses by raising debt and equity financing. Now that their share price has fallen by 96%, interest rates are rising, and they have racked up $6.6 billion in debt, bankruptcy may end up being the company's only option. Alright guys, that wraps it up for this video. What do you think about Carvana? Is there any chance they can turn things around? Let us know in the comments section below. As always, thank you so much for watching and we'll see you in the next one. Wall Street Millennial, signing out.